Welcome to the Barbell Ballerina Podcast. I'm your host, Lily Pfeiffer, professional dancer, certified personal trainer, and entrepreneur. My mission is to empower dancers to train like athletes, optimize their nutrition and recovery, and prevent injury. Growing up, I had no idea where to look for cross-training advice, I had a poor relationship with my body, and I was unsure whether this industry was even right for me. My journey led me to not only become a trained professional in the field, but also transform my mindset, which allowed me to take control of my future. Join me each Wednesday to discover the most effective cross-training tips, my personal experiences in the performing arts, running a business, finding balance, and more. Let's get into the episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you are here. Today's episode is a super fun and interesting topic. You all voted on my Instagram stories that you wanted to hear me talk about mind-muscle connection this week. And I think this is going to be an interesting trajectory of this episode because I want to first dive into the definition of what mind-muscle connection actually is, and then how we can train that in the gym setting, and then translate it to our dance technique. So that's kind of how I'm going to go about this episode. But basically, it's it's going to be more science-heavy, a little bit more um, discussion of how exactly the neuromuscular system works in terms of developing mind-muscle connection, but I promise it'll be worth it if you listen through to the end. I'm going to discuss exactly how you can apply this to specific aspects of your dance technique. So stick with me through the end. Um, It's actually funny since I was a neuroscience major in college, just like researching and preparing for this brought me back to those science days so definitely reactivated that part of my brain with this one but that is kind of how I'm going to go about this episode. So let's go ahead and dive into the definition of what mind-muscle connection actually is. So what it means is intentionally focusing or thinking about the muscle you're using. So for example if you are doing a squat in the gym intentionally thinking about your glutes and quads firing up and those specific muscle fibers contracting when you're doing the exercise, that is mind-muscle connection. Or another example, if you're doing a pull-up, so your lats, the big V-shaped muscles on your back are doing the work. So thinking about your lats being activated when you're doing them is also mind-muscle connection. For me, what this looks like is I actually visualize the muscle contracting as I go through my set. Um, Sometimes I even close my eyes for a few reps just to help bring that much more awareness and focus to that target muscle being used. Uh, Another thing that helps with just really feeling, you know, the muscles being activated is slowing down your reps to feel that contraction instead of rushing through the movement just to get done with your set. And what's really cool is at a certain point, advanced lifters, we get so good at this that we can target that muscle and feel it working just doing an exercise body weight, not even adding resistance at all. So like if I 
go and do a body weight RDL, I will feel my glutes and hamstrings activated like to the max just by, you know, following the proper form, thinking about my muscles working and um, just really being intentional with that. So that's kind of the point that you can get to with mind-muscle connection. So the big message here is that the mind is extremely powerful. So I want you to think of our brain connected to our spinal cord, and from there you have neural connections or nerves that go to every single muscle fiber in your body. And what your brain does is it constantly sends electrical impulses out all the way through your body to cause muscular contractions. So whether you are walking, just sitting at your desk, dancing, lifting, anything, your brain is constantly sending these messages out to cause muscles to work. So here's where I want to introduce a related concept called neuroplasticity, which is the capacity of nerve cells to adapt to different circumstances. So the way I'm going to describe this is like when you're first learning a movement, for example, a deadlift, which is not an easy movement to learn, right? Or a grombat ma to the front. It doesn't matter. Any type of movement, if you're learning it for the first time, is very difficult, right? And your brain is sending those impulses out for those muscles to contract, but that pathway isn't very coordinated yet, right? You've never done it before. But what happens over time, if you continue training that movement pattern, it becomes built into your neuromuscular toolbox. And since that signal has been repeated so many times, it gets easier, right? So those muscle fibers are more readily recruited to perform that movement. And this happens because your nerve cells have generated more synapses, aka connections, to those muscle fibers, resulting in a more paved pathway. So when we spend months and years training in the gym or perfecting our dance technique, we become more capable of activating those muscles that we need to recruit for specific tasks. And bringing this back to this discussion of mind-muscle connection itself, when we intentionally focus on the muscles being used, that brain-to-body pathway becomes so much more defined because you're bringing the attention to that electrical impulse and the muscle contraction happening in the moment. So talking about mind-muscle connection in the context of dance specifically, with dance, we not only need excellent neuromuscular pathways for our technique, right? But we also have the added challenge of memorizing complicated steps and spatial patterns, and then balance and proprioceptive awareness, right? And rotational movements with our turns that add that layer of complexity to what our nervous system already has to accomplish. Specifically, what I notice with my dancer clients, my private coaching clients, is that in the first few weeks to month of working together, they typically can't access those muscle fibers very efficiently in the gym. Movement patterns like squats and bench press and deadlifts aren't in their neuromuscular toolbox yet, and so it takes consistent effort and repetition to get the understanding of what that feels like, right? To truly connect your brain to your body when you're lifting. And I see this translate over to their dance technique as well. Like they'll be able to 
access their turnout more readily in a dodge using their adductors and their glutes, or they'll finally understand what their lats are and how they can focus on using them during pirouettes. Um, And for activating the lats, I like to use the cue shoulders down, and this immediately locks them into place and brings that next level of support to your spine in whatever you're doing. So whether you're lifting or dancing, um, having those lats activated can bring you just so much more upper body awareness and support. And like I mentioned, this translates over beautifully to your turns where we need those shoulders to be down and the back engaged. And this is why I think a lot of teachers give that cue, but I've never really heard them explain it that way. So hopefully this helps some of you out there. Um, But yeah, it's just because our back is so much more supported by the muscle fibers being activated. Another really important one I work on with my dancers is engaging the core. As dancers, we love to live in an anterior pelvic tilt. I don't know why this is, but that just means like sitting into our hips, kind of resulting in a lower back arch. And I'll see that in the first few weeks with my dancer clients as well is that's just where our like neutral is. We like to kind of sit in that position. But what I like to teach is the rib cage to pelvis connection. So I tell my clients to visualize crushing a soda can between their lower ribs and their pelvis to allow for that neutral spine to happen. And this is the default position when lifting. This is where you want to be for most movements. And what do you know, this is also the most optimal position to be in for dancing. So obviously we need to be expressive and use our upper body and rotate and expand our movements when we're dancing. But sometimes, um, you know, just like understanding that connection between your ribcage and pelvis is so key to helping engage the core and it helps with everything we do, right? Posture, balance reducing our injury risk, especially of the lower back and more. So again, bringing this back to the big picture of mind-muscle connection, I think it's so, so important that dancers develop the awareness of what exactly their muscles are doing, whether in the gym or the studio setting. The main takeaway I want you to get from this episode is that training in the gym, you're reinforcing that movement pattern over time, as you show up every week and squat, deadlift, bench press, whatever you're doing, and then you build those powerful connections by strengthening that neuroplasticity I mentioned earlier. And the more times you repeat emotion, the more synapses are, con- are, are generated to strengthen that pathway, which makes it easier for electrical impulses to travel from the brain to those muscle fibers. So... What being consistent in the gym does is it allows you to have that awareness of what your muscles are capable of and how to activate them immediately, right? Which translates over to your dancing. So that way, when you are dancing, you're able to fire up the muscles needed in any specific aspect of your technique right away, whether it's your turnout or activating your core or going into a pirouette. So to wrap up, My message here is kind of twofold. So part of mind-muscle connection is building that actual awareness of thinking about the muscle that's contracting, but then the other part is kind of consistently repeating a movement, whether it's in your dance technique or in the gym, that repetitive um, pattern 
helps develop that um, the strength of the neuroplasticity there as well. So that all in all helps you just activate your muscles easier no matter what type of movement you are doing. So I hope that all made sense. I know it got a little bit sciencey in there. Um, if you have questions, DM me on Instagram, but I definitely think this is an important one just in terms of how we can best access our um, our muscles really in anything that we do as athletes. So just wanted to wrap up that there. Also, if you are listening to this in the last week of February 2023, I'm currently filling up spots for a five-week micro offer called the Superhuman Intensive. This is five weeks of private coaching with me for a fraction of the usual cost and time frame of my typical private coaching, which is six months or a year. And kind of the backstory of why I came up with this offer, I remember walking into a gym for the first time absolutely being terrified like I had no idea what exercises to do what all of the machines were called and how to use them Um, I didn't know whether what I was doing was actually helping my dance technique just all these questions like not even knowing what to eat after my workout that would benefit me so I was very um, lost and kind of overwhelmed in that phase of my life And if this is you, I want you to visualize this. Having complete confidence in yourself in the gym, your dance technique progressing exponentially because you're getting stronger every day, you know how to fuel your body and when, having a damn good sleep schedule and muscle recovery routine, sticking to consistent healthy habits, and overall just feeling like a badass inside and outside the studio. That is what the Superhuman Intensive will bring you. So details, it's five weeks, high-level mentorship. You receive a dance-specific cross-training program specific to you and your goals. You also receive weekly check-ins, nutrition support, recovery protocols, mindset tools, educational resources, and voice message and text support. So everything my private clients get for a fraction of the cost and time frame. Basically, I just want to bring you to that next level of your athleticism in a shorter time span, just give you some really great tools to set you on your way to confidence. Um, If you are interested, I will put the link in the show notes. The cart closes in four days, so get in while you can. I likely will not be offering shorter term intensives like this in the near future, so this is the time to get in and work with me for a shorter time frame. That is all I have for you today. I hope you all have a great rest of your day and week, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Barbell Ballerina Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something today, it would mean the world to me if you would text it to a friend, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me, and or DM me your thoughts. You can find me and my personal training services on Instagram at the.barbell.ballerina and my website, thebarbellballerina.com. New episodes always release on Wednesdays, so make sure you're following the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to be the first to know. Talk to you next week.